0: Chapter 3 of Mabel Ross, The Sewing Girl. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 3 Hilda. It's something more than a roof over one's head, food to eat, and clothes on one's back. One needs to make life bearable, Mabel, said the visitor shortly after her entrance. One needs to feel there's something to those about them, to the folks who give them these things not to be looked upon as a stock or a stone.' "'Cousin Algin and Cousin Hugh don't look upon you that way, Hilda. I think they show real friendship and kindness.' "'The less you say about their friendship, the better,' petulantly rejoined Hilda. "'I never believed in it, and never will.' "'With real proofs of it, that is unkind, Hilda.' Hilda was silent for a while, then said, i'm only seeing things as they really are mabel and that's a thing i can't for my life help doing i never liked cousin algin and from the time poor dear mother was sick and she came about us so much i've liked her less than ever dear hilda just at the time she most deserved our love she doesn't deserve a bit of it mabel she's self 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 all over. So, when I think of all she's done in past months, and how she's taken me, I see just as plainly as though she'd told me, yes, and a good deal plainer, it's because, in some way or other, it serves herself. Oh, don't look that way, Mabel. Don't make your miserable crushed-down Sister Hilda more miserable and crushed-down by knowing she can't even once in a while tell the sister she loves with all her heart what fancies are in her brain and what things she's getting at with the sharp inside eyes god has given her i wish i didn't see so much she added in a yet more petulant tone but i can't help it so must god made me so and surely he don't make mistakes maybe just maybe now he means it for something. Startled by the tone in which the strange words were spoken, Mabel looked up wonderingly to the changing features of her sister. Hilda had always been a mystery to her own more simple nature, and was now yet more of one. Just at the time, too, when Mabel had the good of each sister so pressingly at heart, and it saddened her. You look as if I'd said something dreadful, resumed Hilda, and maybe i have maybe i'm wicked and maybe i'm going to be wickeder still but i can't help it i'm pushed to it so no one else is to blame than me do not talk so dear hilda we have so many blessings to be thankful for that it seems to be particularly wrong for us to be repining or ugly-tempered it almost looks like like a tempting of providence you mean put in hilda as her sister paused now don't don't for your life mabel say what you were going to say that time you mistake hilda what did you think i was going to say that if i talked in this ugly way you'd not let me come to you mabel if you say that you drive me to desperation mabel's cheek paled as she took her sister's restless hand in her own i had no thought of such words my darling she said nothing could drive me from you nothing make me love you less it is for your own good i speak of your unhappy way it would be so much happier for you to see things in a cheerful light as you used to hilda abruptly covered her face and burst into tears for something like half a minute she so remained then as suddenly checking her crying she looked up to mabel who had twined her arms about her you're as good a sister as ever lived mabel she said and if it had only been settled i could live with you everything would have gone well but she put dear mother up to parting us all so you're here and i'm a mile off well mabel i can't live with people i don't love so some day It'll come to my running away, to you, if you'll have me, to myself, if you turn your back on me. My darling Hilda, how you frighten me! When it comes to the leaving, Mabel, which of the two shall it be? I hope it won't come to it, Hilda. I can't think you mean all those strange things. But if you do leave, with or without cousin's consent, there's but one place for you and that is your sister's home.' "'Thank you, Mabel. I'll be with you before a great while, make sure.' "'But I don't wish to encourage your discontent, Hilda. I say, all along, it is right we obey dear Mother's last directions. If I could find Cousin Algin's tolerable, Mabel—but when I see there's so much seeming in all her services to us, that it's so evident she has some reason i don't care hilda to look for other reason than the good one that appears the wish to serve four poor fatherless and motherless girls who are nearly related to her it's just like you mabel to look on the outside and see nothing under it it always was your way and i suppose always will be and I think it's strange, too, for you're as smart a girl as lives. But I'm different. It's my way to worry through things to what's under, to poke through the upper crust, as it were, and see what's in the pie. There always is an upper crust, a something that's put on to make a show of what isn't, while what really is lies covered safe below, safe enough for the trouble most folks take to poke after it it seems to me it's all the time covering up and covering up and make-believe the whole world through dear hilda what nonsense you talk it seems so to you mabel your way of thinking and talking is so different from mine but god made me as i am just as he made you as you are so he means us for different sorts of work i mean to bring about different things You'll do your part well, there's no doubt about that. You'll go on, good and steady to the last, and bring up Lily to be good and steady like yourself, while for me, well, I'll do my part, too. I'll worry and ferret out this something, and by and by it may be a service to us all. I'd rather, Hilda, have you used the good sense I know you have, and put from you those odd fancies neither have you this matter of how god has made us and our particular responsibilities quite right we have all our faults and weak points we are all by nature sinful in his eyes who is in himself perfect but then he has given us sure means by which our faults may be lessened and it pleases him well to see us striving against them can there be a more miserable mistake than to believe that with assurance of all this we are simply to make as excuse for our shortcomings that god has made us with such or such failings do not think it hilda we are to struggle bravely with temptation and the better we come off in the battle the surer he will love and bless us it is easy for you to talk so mabel when you're made with a nature all goodness where is the battling for you to do? Here, in my heart, Hilda, now, at this moment and always. The battle comes to us all, and none can deny it with honor to God." Hilda looked at her sister in surprise. You've grown to be a real woman, Mabel, she said. You're no more the girl you were last year than if a dozen years had passed between. Mother knew you when she left you, Lily. But then, what a mistake to leave you only, Lily. None of us should have been parted from you, Mabel. Our place was by your side, and it's the place we'll come to yet. Don't look frightened again. I'd not come to you today if you'd ask me. I've something to do first where I am, and after that, who knows? But now, about Minnie, have you seen her this week?' Yes, last Monday. She wasn't very well when she stopped on Sunday morning, so I went to ask after her. I don't believe she is well. Poor Minnie. I'm not sure but she has a harder time than me. Mrs. Lemming is kind to her, Hilda. She makes no difference between her and her own niece. When Minnie gets a little more over her sorrow for poor mother, I expect to see her a happy girl. I don't a bit mrs lemming herself is well enough but there is the niece that's anything but pleased to have another girl come in to share the good things she's been getting to herself she leads minnie a miserable life she's a perfect tyrant that Dean, minnie doesn't say so hilda she makes no complaint no because it's not her way besides she's afraid then you see things only on the outside, so you know nothing. But I keep my eyes and ears about me. I poke through the upper crust, so I know the whole story. That Clara's a sly, artful snake in the grass, and Mrs. Lemming is deceived by her. I'm sure she'd never have such things if she knew. Such things as what? Anxiously inquired Mabel. Why, the way Clara puts on with Minnie and calls her a charity child of her aunt's. She knows Minnie won't tell, so she goes it strong. She makes the poor child ill at ease with the teachers and with the servants, saying her aunt has undertaken to make one lady out of the Ross family, but that she'll never succeed. Dear knows our Minnie has more of a lady in her little finger than Claridine has in her whole body. How did you learn all this, Hilda?" Mabel very gravely asked. "'Through my inside eyes and inside ears,' replied the strange girl. "'I've worried it out, little by little, and now it's a plain story to me. It's jealousy on the part of Clara, because another girl is brought to the house to be made much of, and almost get beyond her with the teachers. Minnie has done wonders with her French, and Clara can't stand it. If she was a mean, stupid girl—' It would be another thing. If she was that sort of girl, too, she'd stand Clara's ill-treating better than she does. As it is, it comes near breaking her heart. Oh, no, Hilda! Does she make complaint to you? She does and she doesn't. She'd say nothing if I let her alone, but that I can't do. So I find out everything my own way. I put things right home to her, and, though she fights shy, puts on a crust you know she's learning that like the rest she ends by crying in her quiet way and then i know just how the matter stands dear minnie is so sensitive so timid said mabel that these trials must be much to her but there is one great good that she must gain in spite of all her suffering and that is a finished education which will enable her to make a living by teaching you don't think then that mrs lemming means to make a lady of her mrs lemming nor no one can make anything else of minnie she is like our dear mother gentle and lady like every bit of her but it is not my notions of a lady to live in idleness or independence when we can work for ourselves I don't know what are Mrs. Lemming's plans for Minnie, but I know that by giving her a good education, she confers a great kindness on her and on us all, and I look to it making our sister dependent on her own efforts in years to come. If Father hadn't endorsed for that Barrett, he'd have left us money to live on, Mabel. Then none of us would have to work, or, what's worse, be beholden to strangers. Mabel made no reply. She was adjusting a new needle to her sewing machine. "'I think that Barrett was a rascal,' very warmly pursued Hilda. "'Poor father's clerk, too, for years, that had already received so many favours from him. The loss of the money is made worse by thought of its having gone to pay another man's debts.' "'It was all right in law and business, Hilda,' replied Mabel, who was again busily working." And you can't justly call Mr. Barrett a rascal. It was unlooked-for changes in business that caused all the trouble, and he couldn't help it any more than we could. But he could do something for us now we're left alone, said Hilda, still petulantly. Everybody knows he's going on with business again. He is building it up again, Hilda. That is what I've heard. Give him time. He may yet do something for us. Don't you believe he'll ever give us a cent? It seems to me money won't stay by us. Look at that old uncle of father's, Godfrey Farnham, that died ten years ago, and who, after making believe for an age that he meant to leave something to father, makes a will giving his whole fortune to— Who was it he gave it to, Mabel? To cousin Hugh, who was Uncle Godfrey's nephew on one side of the family, as father was on the other. Oh, yes, I had forgotten it was to Cousin Hugh. Well, that's another proof, Mabel, as I was going to say, of our being the most unlucky of creatures. If it had been anyone else but poor dear father, he'd have got something from Uncle Godfrey. But as it was him, why, he lost it. Mabel made no remark. She knew Hilda's way, as the latter called it, of running on, aggravating herself, and piling up an accumulation of trouble, and knew also that it was needless to make effort to stem the torrent of her humor. End of chapter three.